Hi, this is Allison Kearns, and you're listening to Call to Connect. This podcast is a platform for everyday people and their stories, a bridge to connect each other and to just share life. All of us working together brings out the best in one another. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Call to Connect. I am so excited to have you with us today, and I am so excited to share with you my friend who I really feel like y'all are going to connect with him, and I feel like there's going to be um, even further connections made and hopefully breakthrough and just like, um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of vulnerability and authenticity, and that is a result of um, walking in the light. And so I'm excited to see that happen. So without any further ado, let me welcome Jim Bergoon to Call to Connect. Welcome, Jim. Well, thank you so much for having me on, and I'm super excited to get to have a great conversation with you and to get to know your audience a little better. Yay, me too. Um, So I just want to share a little bit about Jim, and then we will let him go. Jim is a personal development and leadership consultant who has spent the last 20 years developing his ability to help others shift their internal stories so that they can have stronger relationships, be better leaders, feel more secure and confident, and break out of their limiting beliefs and go after all that God has given them. So I love that, Jim. So let's let you start unpacking some of that. Okay. So, I mean, every one of us, so let's just start here. Every one of us have limiting beliefs. Whether we choose to ignore them or not, they're there. And what a limiting belief really comes into is this thing that keeps us from actually doing what we're supposed to do. And that's, and I call that stories. That's our internal stories. My, my brand is called Story Shifters. Because the whole deal is we're, ty- we're shifting internal stories so that we can externally tell our story in a powerful way. And so you know you hit a limiting belief when you're going to do something and you hit fear. Like fear is an invica- indicator of a limiting belief. So for the, la- for the last 20 years and beyond, uh, there's been a, I've been really going into this space of personal development. I got my master's in leadership. I joined the John Maxwell team. I've, I've been a church planner, I've built teams, I develop leaders, and all of those type of things. And there's been this commonality, thought process, mindset, perception, all of these things that every one of us have that keeps us from going into a further, uh, more, further direction with God. And so we've got this thing and we're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, but we never do it because of fear of one thing or another. And so I've spent a long time in my, a lot of portion of my life to really, as I develop leaders, as I train leaders, I get into this place where I'm like, okay, let's work on the forgiveness piece because every one of us need forgiveness and we need to offer forgiveness. Let's work on the, the, the limiting beliefs that we believe. Let's shift that story. And then on top of that, as we're building and building that, as we're shifting stories, people become naturally more confident. They become naturally more go-getting. They, they want to do the thing that they've been too scared to do and they take the risk. And it all comes down to when you shift that internal story, that narrative, everything else begins to follow suit. Wow. You're preaching to me. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let, let me just give you an example. Okay. So I did a group where I took on, I, don't, I think it was like 10 people from uh, an MLM. They were all, I think it was the Juice Plus, whatever 
LMLM that is. And so they said, hey, we would love you to develop our team as a leader. So I took them through 12, 15 weeks of 21 laws of leadership. Okay. So when I did that, we, we spent each week, I shared the laws, we put it practically. And at the end of that, and here's, I mean, no joke, at the end of that, all of them were walking with more confidence. They were having conversations they couldn't previously have. So they're getting more business. I had one person say that they actually increased their business 102% from this time last year. Because again, when you begin to destroy the limiting belief, when you begin to own that lie, and you shift it to the truth, things happen. But here's the thing. So, so the brand that I'm building, my, and let me just say, not me, my wife and I are building, and that's a new thing that God's doing. Yeah. And what it, is your wife's name? Mary. Mary. Okay. Mary, my wife is named Mary. And so we started building this brand. It's called Story Shifters. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is, is we actually have a podcast coming out. I have two. One's called Stories Unleashed. And yet my wife and I are doing it one as well, but we haven't named it. What we're doing with the story shifters is we're going to be taking people in, developing them as leaders, strengthening their relationships, you know, all the personal development, yummy goodness. Okay. But there's one caveat to, to this. And the caveat is simply this. We want to work with people who are struggling in a relationship, uh, who are, one is a caregiver and one has mental illness. And that's going to be, that's a big piece for us because this, that's the dynamic of our relationship. My wife and I have been to, together for 20 years. The thing is with that is that she is diagnosed with mental illness. I have been a caregiver. I also have chronic illness myself, but she is, she's, she and I have come together to build this brand to say, Hey, listen, we want to help you build a business. We want to help you lead better. We want to help you have stronger relationships. But we understand the dynamic of what it is to have mental illness, to love Jesus, and to be able to get beyond these limiting factors, get beyond these limiting beliefs. Because believe me, when you're walking in the life that my wife and I have, it's easy to say that my illness is who I am. Right. Wow. It's it's super easy. It's super easy to say my limiting factor, whatever that is. And for mm-hmm. my wife and I, it's our illnesses. It's it's my chronic illness. I, you know, it's her mental illness. And we could say we'll never be more than we are. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to do that. And, and mm-hmm. even if you don't have an illness, wherever you are, you can have that mindset. I'll never yeah. be more than I am. Sure. Well, the deal is, is that we want to take this take take people through a community, through learning and training to help them move beyond that. And to basically, as I, I, this is the coin that I say, I want to, I want to help them build a business in the margins, build a life in the margin, because Mm -hmm. this is what it is. We live in the Mm -hmm. margin Mm -hmm. and just getting on my little soapbox, if I can for a second. Yeah. Mental illness is affects just average 54 million Americans. This is not worldwide. This is much bigger worldwide. That's wow. one in five Americans have a mental illness, and that's you know ADHD, uh, that's bipolar, schizophrenia, PTSD, OCD, and every other little alphabet letter you can throw in there. Anxiety, depression, all that stuff. Now here's mm-hmm. the thing: so 54 million people are dealing with that diagnosed. More that may be undiagnosed. Double that number, and that's how I say: it, double that number, and you have the amount of people who are dealing with mental illness and their caregivers. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, the, and the church, I love the church. I'm, I'm a Jesus freak. I'm, I'm yeah. totally sold out to Jesus. Actually, I was yeah. saved my life. I gave my life out of an athe- being an atheist and a witch. I was saved radically from that wow. lifestyle. Wow. 
I think the church has done a poor job to minister in this margin. Yeah. And one of the portions of what our brand we're trying to build is to train the church, those that will listen, on how to minister to people in this situation because this is an untapped niche that it that has the potential to bring so much healing, wow, so, yeah. much, so much transformation. And the problem is, is nobody knows how to approach it. Now, I don't want to say over, oversimplify and say nobody. I mean, there are people out there that do. That do. I'm just so passionate yeah. about this stuff because yeah. there are many out there who do not know how to approach this situation or even start conversations. And mm-hmm. we want to do this. We want to not only get those people, bring them in, and to build their business, help them understand the dynamics of what it is to uh, build a business in this margin, build a life in this margin, but also to the church, how to minister to people in our situation. Yes. Wow. Amen. I agree 110% with all of that. And I think what a mantle y'all carry and authority, you know, to be able to do all of that. And you will do all of that. And I think it that is going to bring personal revival, and then that will bring reformation. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, that's exciting. Very exciting. Like, this exciting is not even the right word for it, but it's all I got. <laughs> it's a great word, and it, and yeah. it is. I, hey, listen, I'm 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 a guy who's always excited about something. So uh-huh. exciting is a word that I love. So it's okay. We can be on the same page with that. Oh, good, good, good. So um, I wanted to find out what are, what is, you said that you are uh, finishing up a book. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, you want to talk about that or is that? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. We could talk. There's okay. no, there's no secrets. I'm not one okay. of these guys who are like, I'm not telling you anything until it's <laughs> until- done. I'm the guy that's going to shout it from the rooftops. Hey, listen, 10 years ago, I said I was writing a book that I never wrote. And (laughs) you know what's interesting about that? I have actually four books that are almost done. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just haven't finished them yet. And I had to to actually get a virtual assistant just so they can keep texting me and ask me, are you done yet? And... (laughs) (laughs) Because I tend to be all over the place with with my personality and my wife is very focused Uh and and I'm very like out there a lot of times. So uh, there are a couple books that that I'm writing. One book is is, that's pretty much done, but it's about to be – I have to expand it a little bit. It's called uh, Tell a Better Story. And the whole premise behind this book is that the story that we tell ourselves sucks – so it's wow. t- it's time to tell a better story, and the whole the whole thing is is just meat about how do you get in there, destroy the lie, and shift your story. Wow. Yeah, I actually had called yeah. it. I actually called it something else, and then I woke up one morning, and the Holy Spirit was like, "No, this is what you're going to call it." Yes and amen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just want to add some stories to it. It's the only thing that's kind of maybe lacking because I just want straight content. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I had a few people read the raw copy and, and there were a couple of people that said their, their whole perspective was changed after reading it. Wow. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And then there's, there's this other thing, which is, uh, me and my wife are actually talking about in conjunction with our podcast is we're actually going to be writing a story of what it means to actually live the life we have, uh, where we're in a marriage. We've been married for 20 years for the most part. 
and living with this dynamic of mental illness and, and Jesus and how does this all get together and what does this look like and how does faith develop in, in this margin and all sorts of stuff like that. And we're actually just about to start that one. Wow. Oh, that's going to be so good. Every family needs what y'all are doing. Every family is touched in some way, even if it's a few degrees of separation by this topic, mental health. Whether they're Christians or not, every family is going to need to hear what y'all have to say. And I just think, like like you said, it's, an, it's just an untouched, overlooked, um, and probably untalked about, um, especially in the church, um, thing that the, so many people need. And they don't even, like, can you, I mean, imagine going through... And I know probably in your 20 years, there was a lot of feelings of helplessness, but imagine going through it without any of this revelation you have. I mean, where would well, y'all we, be? We did a lot of this. A lot of this we did on our own. And oh, so wow. you're looking at uh, 20 years of walking with Jesus through this. This is not... Wow. Uh, I remember, I, I, I'm an ordained pastor still, even though I don't pastor a church, I still, ha- I still carry my ordination. Uh, although I, our, our mission is more entrepreneurial now. But the deal is, is this, I remember talking to my bishop and I love my bishop. He's a great guy. And I asked him, I said, you're over 2,500 churches, right? And is there anybody out there? This was years ago. Is there anybody out there who is dealing with what we're dealing with and can mentor us? And he looked and he looked at me. He says, in 2,500 churches, you two are the only ones talking about it. It, wow. it floored me. It upset me too. It, it, it upset me. It floored me. We wow. were young. We were young. We were young in the faith. We were young as we were church planners and we didn't have anybody. And because the way we do life is not going to be the same as somebody who isn't in the situation. And so I actually, me and my wife looked at each other and we had a real conversation after that. And we actually said, we're going to be the mentors that we never found. Wow. You're shifting it. Yeah. We totally shifted because we're not one to, to be a victim. And so we're, we're going to be the mentors we never found. And I say all that to say this is that we were the people sitting in the churches that were trying to learn and love Jesus and love everyone else that were completely feeling isolated, that were completely feeling like nobody understood us. People were dealing with what we were dealing with, but nobody but us were talking about it. So we felt isolated for a good portion of our, 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 our faith. I'm, I'm, luckily, I'm somebody who I'm a super outgoing individual. So I was always jumping into groups, jumping into ministries, but the honesty, it hit what the real truth of it was. I was filling my life with busyness, not actually dealing with what was really there. And that was God was trying to build in us this piece of mental illness, Jesus, and just learning how to help others get through it. Wow. That's so good. All of that. I just think, I mean, you know, it's, it's easy for me to say on this side of it, but I feel like he could have chosen any any couple to do this, but he chose y'all to do it. And um, I hope that doesn't sound insensitive, but I feel like what an honor no, and the privilege that y'all have to usher in this reformation. And not just in the mm-hmm. church, but in the world, because your your tools aren't just Christian your tools are just tools. They're human, 
Right. I mean, they, they, they really are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do feel like it's going to be, you know, that revival, that individual revival that people have, and that will lead to a greater, like a reformation is like not individual. It's like corporate. I received and that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really exciting. And I think the entrepreneurial part of you, you know, I think it's all the same. There's not a sacred and secular divide, right. but within industry where, um, you know, Christ might not be welcome, you're bringing him with you. And so whatever you're doing, quote, entrepreneurial wise, it, that might not be related to this as you might think like quote related you're still bringing it and people are going to get access to you and because they're getting access to you they'll get access to this part this other part absolutely. of you and then subsequently jesus absolutely yeah so, so it's huge oh yeah so like just get like give you an example of a story so we don't hide this this is not something that we have this entrepreneurial journey and we hide being christian no we're we're full out out there we were asked, or actually, let me. I was asked by uh, the school district that I, I currently teach at because as we build our entrepreneurial journey, I, I, I maintain a job until the entrepreneurial journey can overtake the job. So we were asked to speak at uh, uh, what was called the D3 conference here in Orlando, which is several schools within multiple districts send all their student leaders to this conference and it was probably good 12 13 1400 kids like i'm talking teenagers and young adults and and adults in there and i was asked to speak and they were saying hey let's talk about you know the ever-changing landscape of leadership right and then i start we started having further conversations and what started as lead because it was a leadership conference what started as just straight up just let's let's deal on a passion let's i'm passionate about leadership Let's talk about how mental illness is changing the landscape of leadership. And in that, I asked, hey, can I bring my wife on stage at the end of my talk and we can ask her questions? Wow. And so we, we, and they're like, oh yeah, 100%. So my wife, who has never spoken really in front of anybody, first stage she's really on is 12, 1400 wow. people. Wow. I've been speaking for 15 years. It's it's a super passion of mine. So that at the time, that was probably one of the larger stages I had been on. But we're up there. I, I did 15, 20 minutes. Well, actually, what was interesting, they gave me an hour, but then they had a scheduling problem. They say, hey, can you condense it down to 20, 30 minutes? Uh, sure. So we did that. And then uh, once I did that, we I spoke on the how leadership is changing uh, due to mental illness. We spoke on... Uh, what was it? So like suicide and, and dealing with that stuff and how you can still lead and what the flexibility of that needs to be. But then Mary brought on, we, we had a powerful conversation about how she deals with it. And one of the things that we said there, 15, 12, 14, 15, somewhere in that range of public school, you can't talk about Jesus. And from the stage, she, she primarily, but from the stage, we said, Listen, the only way we get through this is Jesus. And wow. I mean, people were people were shouting and screaming and you know, in a wow. good way. So good. And we were just like, we don't care. We're like, hey, listen, it's great. And it's our story. It's our story. It's part of my story. If uh -huh. you get if you want me, yeah. uh, you're gonna get this. And yeah. when we left, and I don't, you know, listen, I've been speaking for a long time. I 
crowd reaction doesn't phase me. I don't need it. And it's not something mm-hmm. I look for because there's always a deeper work. Okay. You see, you see yeah. a lot of speakers out there saying, Hey, listen, I'm looking for people to shout or scream. Listen, we don't look for that because God is working on deeper levels. And there may be people that walked out who maybe never made an emotional mm-hmm. anything who's got some, so much breakthrough. So we don't look for that. But I say mm-hmm. that to precursor this, when we left, there wasn't a dry eye in the place and we got a standing ovation. I'm talking, wow. this is 14 to 18 year old students. Wow. So good. And, you know, we did, we talked about Jesus. We talked about mental illness. We talked about leadership, 14 to 18 year old students. And this is, that's the response we got. So when you're authentic, when you're, when you're true to what you do and you just speak from the heart, it touches people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Authenticity. Like I said, it's, it's a result of living in the light and people can smell a fraud a mile away <laughs> and they're not that. Yeah. That's so cool. Wow. 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 Absolutely. Been a fun journey. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I love that the journey, you know, and journey, I think as Christians, we, we live from journey. We don't live for destination. Right. Absolutely. Oh yeah. We want to, we want to push forward to the destination, but we live in the mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is where all of the, the actual stuff that we're doing, that we're um, growing and changing and helping and shaping and experiencing that the journey is where all of that happens. And so, um, yeah, I think that's really cool. That's very exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're just, we're just so grateful to be on the journey and meeting new people and being able to connect with people like you and, and things like that. Yeah. So I would like to ask you, um, because the, excuse me, because the podcast is called to connect. Um, I would love to hear how do you connect with people? How do you connect with God? Like how, where do you find connection? I guess that's a better way to say it. Oh, that's a great question. How do I connect? Where do I find connection and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm easier to be connected to things and people more than like, say my wife. I'm I'm first and foremost an extrovert. Ever since I was a kid and my it drove my mom incre- incredibly insane. I have never known a stranger. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. <laughs> so, so like I can walk in a crowded room and just get everybody and, you know, talk to everybody and do the thing that are, uh, you know, just say, Hey, you know, how are you? I'm Jim. Let's talk. And, and we, and by the end of the conversation, we'll feel like we've known each other for years. That's just how I've always been. So when we talk about connection, the first thing for me is just simply walking across the room and saying hello. And mm-hmm. I've never been afraid of that. Mm-hmm. So because especially if somebody looks interesting, I'm like, oh, you look interesting. Let's talk. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so anywhere, every, anywhere and everywhere I go comes down first and foremost is just taking that moment to, to see somebody, notice somebody, and then having that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, my connection with God is, is nonstop. I, I just talk to him as if he's with me all the time, which he is. I mean, we know mm-hmm. that he is. Mm-hmm. And it being the fact that he's invisible, because we understand he's not, you know, visibly here. Um, you can sometimes be challenged, but no, all the time I'm sitting there like, okay, well, what do you think about this? And 
and sometimes sometimes I, I go for periods where I don't do that, but mainly when first thing in the morning when I wake up and when I go at the end of the night, I'm like, okay, let's check in before I go to sleep. And but throughout the day I'm having these conversations primarily to say, Hey God, how are you? What's going on? And let's let's what do you need to share with me and let me mm-hmm. tell you about my day. And even though mm-hmm. God knows about my day, mm-hmm. I share with them. I'm like, hey, this is what I thought. It's, what is your thought mm-hmm. on this? You know? I love that. Yeah, I love that. Like you said, he knows, but it's a conversation. Like you wouldn't just like if you sat with your wife all day and you worked and you knew what you did, at the end of the day, if 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 you wanted to talk to her, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. just because you were together doesn't mean you actually like it's just it's just relationship. It's I it like is. that. I like how you did that. It, it really mm-hmm. is, and and we overcomplicate things, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest challenge. Is that relationships not hard? What's hard is our perception of relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. when we get in there, we get into these places where we're afraid of what could be, not what is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, simple conversation. And listen, if you don't have anything you can connect on then that's fine. You don't go back into a conversation that you can't connect. You go to the next person until you find people connect. But the deal is, is actually what's interesting, I'm actually, fin- that's one of my books. I'm three chapters from finishing. I, I'm actually writing a book on how to connect to anyone. And, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, and, and so one of the things in there, and this is not original to me, but one of the things in there is called the 101 principle. And I, and I think it was a, an original John Maxwell, Tim El- El- Elmore thing. And, and what it is, is it find the 1% you can agree on and then agree on it 100%. So, so what you do is in any conversation, so this is a podcast called The Connect, so I'm going to drop real good wisdom bombs here and truth bombs. So if you want to go connect with somebody, then, then you go up and you find the 1% that you gr- agree on. Well, how do you do that? You ask questions and just listen right? Go in. What are they wearing? Okay. You can, based on what they're wearing, you, you take that phys- visual thing. Are they in the fashion? Are they down? Are they you know, laid back? Okay. Get that sense. Go in and ask questions based on that. Okay. Hey, do you like sports? Do you like fashion? What's your favorite TV show? And it's not small talk. What you're doing is you're trying to find the, the 1% that you can actually talk to on each other. And you can get in there and find that. And then here's the thing. When you find that 1% that you're like, oh, you like that? I like that too. That's all you talk about. And what that does is that builds rapport and it, and, and, and it builds this deep relationship with each other on one subject. Yeah. And once you have in, uh, even the slightest rapport, you have all the rapport and you have access to their life. Correct. So, so, so like for you and I, if we talk, the one big thing is, we have Jesus in common. Let's talk yeah. about the Jesus story. Yeah. Uh, and we can go beyond that. Okay, so you're a podcaster. Guess what? I'm a podcaster too. What's your, what's your, uh, how, what have been your struggles with podcast? Hey, listen, my, my struggles were the same thing. Here's how I got over it. Well, what about this? How do you get interviews? And you can just go down the, that hole of connection based on one major subject. And you can branch out from there, but you've got to build that rapport. And you can do this with anybody. I mean, people you think that, you have no absolute no connection with uh-huh. you can do it with anyone yeah it's almost like you want to take it on like i would just encourage everyone listening like this is a personal challenge from ally and jim do that today find find someone you don't know and say i want to connect with someone today that i don't know and i'm going to um put practice these just these one or two tips is all you need 
to make you, to make a connection with somebody and to make, I mean, connect connections are life. They really yes. are. That's why this whole podcast, we all have something that somebody needs and everybody has something that you can um, not necessarily take, but something that you need too. And that's the whole point of this podcast is connecting people for the greater good of everybody. And so that, that'll just be a little challenge if you'll receive it is just to um, take Jim's tip and um, find somebody to do that with and brighten their day. Cause people, so many people feel unseen and unknown mm-hmm. and this could be something that, totally turns around one person's life. So I'm excited to hear um, y'all do this and hear stories of how, how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's super powerful. Mm-hmm. And I challenge people a lot of times when they, when they're trying to connect and they're trying to do these things, I always tell people, be the person that you were looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. if you're looking for someone to have a deep relationship with, be that mm-hmm. person who has mm-hmm. deep relationships and go mm-hmm. forth and find somebody. If mm-hmm. you're somebody who is looking for a mentor, be the mentor you never found. Like all these things mm-hmm. play into it and go out there and, and start asking those questions. Get out there and find what those little gushy centers inside of people. We all yeah. have them. We yeah. all have it. Yes. I mean, if you if they have kids, I have kids. If you, they have animals, I have animals. You know, and there's you can start a conversation with anyone about anything, and you get them right on the good places in their conversation. You'll talk for hours. Oh yeah, for sure. And you could you could you could potentially have a friend for life. Absolutely. Um, but even if not, you will have brightened their day. Absolutely. For sure and certain. So is there anything else that you would like to tell us about you, Jim? Any other projects or passions? I'm a fun guy to be around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, you know, projects, passions and things, you know, I have several things that, that I've got going on. Um, trying to, trying to, you know, really focus on a few of them. But one of the things that I'm doing is we're, my wife and I are building this community for story shifters where, we're trying to build a community where we want to bring people in who are willing to invest and we want them to invest because I realize that if they don't invest, they don't take it serious. So we want people to invest with us and join this community because what we want to do is we want to help people build that margin. We want to help people build that life that they were meant to build to move out of survival into thriving, to have a a rich relationship with their spouse, child, whatever, and with Jesus and to live the life that they were dreaming of. But they're, with that, also that place is they've had to deal with the sicknesses and these illnesses and everything else that they feel has been holding them back. They feel isolated, all this stuff. And we're inviting people in to come, come hang with us and, and, and build the community with us because we're creating a sanctuary. We're creating a safety place to where you're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to be empowered, and then you're going to be told to go out and do the thing that you were meant to do. And that's, that's, that's the big thing that we're doing right now. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Doing, doing the thing you're meant to do before the creation of the world. It, these our life books were written what we were supposed to do, what we are supposed to do. And it's taking, taking them back, taking them back from any hold of the enemy and Mm -hmm. getting it done. 
And that is really exciting. Absolutely. Like, I just give you like one thing. Like, so the, the, the group itself is a little newer, but mm-hmm. last night we just dropped, I just dropped the 30 minute training on how to truly forgive. Wow. Tell me who doesn't need that. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, you're going to, there's so much rich content there. I hope that um, if this is resonating with you, that you would um, connect with Jim and I'll share, I'll just share right now your, um, a couple of your social media platforms on Facebook. He is at Jim Burgoon Stories and that's B-U-R-G-O-O-N as it sounds, Jim Burgoon Stories on YouTube um, it's slash Jim Burgoon and Instagram. It's on Jim Burgoon one as well as LinkedIn is Jim Burgoon one and Twitter is Jim underscore Burgoon. So really I think you have such a unique name that if they type your name in, they're going to find you, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. But you want to know what's interesting. The reason I put one behind it uh-huh. well, some other guy out there has my, my, my name. Real? Oh my Lanta! I was like, oh my gosh, who are you serious? I was like, I was, I was fixing to send cash. You'd be like, can I buy it from you? <laughs> you should reach out to him. Maybe there's a connection there that needs to be made. Right? Do we have the same dad? Uh-huh. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I make this when I was in another place in time? <laughs> right? You ain't kidding with that one. No, that's funny. <laughs> All righty. Well, um, one thing that I do like to do at the end of each of our um, podcasts, I like to find out from each guest, what are two or three things that you are passionate about right now? And they could be fun things. They can be, you know, business things, however you want to take that two to three things that you're passionate about right now. Oh, two to three things I'm passionate about right now. Oh my gosh, only two to three? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, so you know, the first and foremost, which almost goes without saying, is I'm super passionate about my relationship with Jesus. Um, if it wasn't for that, even last night I was teaching a members uh, a Bible study for older men, and we it actually went from Bible study to talking about what what I'm doing in my life and how I'm doing. And he and they asked the question. They said, "How do you do it?" Like with everything that you're doing and everything that all this challenge is, how do you do it? And I just said, Jesus, you know? So the first thing that my relationship with Jesus is my most passionate, you know, secondly, it's, it's my second passionate is my relationship with people. I am the quintessential relationship guy. Like I want to be in relationship with anybody and everybody. Um, although we do service a certain clientele, but I'm also very open to talk to everyone. But not, you know, but we only allow pe- certain people into our group. But so, so I want to make a distinction on that. But, you know, be kind to everyone, be loving to everyone, but work with few. And that's how we do it. But the deal is, is that um, I'm very passionate about relationships. And so unless I can take that as a one Jesus and relationship with people being Yeah, the same, that's a but, one. You know. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm also very passionate about learning. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like I am, mm-hmm. I am a sponge yeah. and I've always heard it. And this is, I believe it leaders lead by, by learning, by reading. And if you're a leader and not reading, you're eventually going to, uh, stop growing and people will stop following. And so I am an absolute sponge when it comes to things. My current obsession is YouTube and I'm actually been learning so much, 
about YouTube, how to grow YouTube, that I'm, I'm thinking about putting a course together just to sell the course because I want to be able to do something with everything I'm learning. And then I'm, we're relaunching my channel in light of this to grow it, to be able to get this word out. Wow. So, yeah. That's it, exciting. Very exciting. Very passionate about it. And so, so very passionate about learning, very passionate about relationships. And the, and the third thing, which these are in no order whatsoever, other than Jesus being first, that, you know, I'm passionate about family. Like mm -hmm. my relationship with my wife is something that I cherish. It's sacred. And one of the things is, even though she's diagnosed with some some illness, that's not who she is. That's what she mm -hmm. fights. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I'm very passionate about developing that relationship because I want people to see that. I want my kids to grow up with that. And I don't want to be a 20, 30 year old, 30, 20 or 30 year married person who's ready for divorce because they spent so much time on everyone else and not focusing on each other. So yeah, it's really what it comes down to. I want to focus, we focus on us so that we are like 97 and still one of those cute old little couples. So yes, <laughs> for sure. I know you hear, you hear so many sad stories of couples who <sighs> it's just hard where we, we, we want to put so many things it's from a well-intended place, but it ends up shooting us in the foot. We want to put so many things as a priority, not realizing that each other is our first. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, when you are, when mental illness is, is so heavy and weighty, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. hmm. Wow. Well, I love all of those and I am so grateful that you are a guest and I'm so excited for people to hear, for people to be hearing, um, learning about you and what you're doing and for them to connect with you and reach out to uh, you on your different platforms and just hopefully we'll be seeing um, connection and transformation because of it. So well, I, pre I appreciate that a lot. I will say this, um, my website, storiesunleashed.com under construction, but hopefully by the time this is aired, it won't be anymore. So yes. Yay. Yes, yes, yes. That's exciting. We're just going to say that will be the truth, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Cool. All right. Well, thank you again for being on the show today. And um, yeah, if anyone has any other questions um, or if you have any, any, any problems connected, just let me know and we'll get you connected. So thank you, Jen. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on the show. And I so appreciate you and look forward to hearing great things from you and what you're doing.